0: Alright, <clears throat> try to get this in exactly five minutes, if not a little less, but um, the tour portion this week was, I think I'm saying it right, Lech Lecha, did I say that right? Okay, so it goes, um, basically go pick yourself up, right, or in other words, um, pick yourself up and go. And what I really got... From that, even from the New Testament, the portions, is that uh, Father Abraham was fully persuaded in what God had promised him, that he was able to do that. Um, And how kind of tie that up to to our our life is that he was that testimony on how we should have that hope in Yeshua, fully persuaded. I don't know if y'all heard me praying that, but that's all I could think about was that being fully persuaded and that what Yeshua promises that if we trust in his name, that we will live again. So we don't have to worry about dying. You know, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to die. That almost looking forward to dying, because we are fully persuaded, or we should be. Or even sometimes I I would even think to myself, am I fully persuaded? If I died right now, would I be in the presence of the Almighty? And when, if I doubt that, Yeshua, I trust. Grab that, and I just trust that name, that one word, Yeshua. I trust in what you have done. And what you have done has made a way for salvation. Um, man, that, that's really what I got from that. Um, And just, if if anyone's read Galatians, that was part of the portion too. And I remember when I was four, came into like the knowledge of the Torah and stuff, I would hear like Galatians 4.21 says, um, Ye who desire to be under the law, you know, and Paul's talking to them. And now looking at Abraham and then what Paul wrote in Romans 4 about righteousness that is done without any work, like just simply believing. That's what that's where I kinda I kinda wrapped up. I was like, okay, what does it mean under the law? If you think about what our Messiah taught, he says, forgive your enemy, love your enemy, right? And according to the law, if you look at the law, and if someone does something, you, should, you know, you're like, well, I wish we were in the law. Sometimes, I don't know if anyone's thought, but like, man, I wish this would happen if this person did this, like a judgment to them. But every time you, if you look at the Messiah, he's always saying mercy triumphs over judgment. Right? So when I, when you look at Galatians 4.21, what does it mean under the law? This is my understanding, and I believe the Holy Spirit told me, is that under the law means judgment. It doesn't mean the righteousness of the law, like how we do things. that It means judgment. You who desire to be under the law, like if someone stole something from you or someone did something to your family member, you want judgment, right? He says, don't, be, don't desire to be under the law because Christ has made us free. He's given us mercy. So we're supposed to be have given, wanting mercy for others, praying for others to receive that same mercy and put the judgment on Yeshua, what he did on the cross, so under the law is right. We are under the law. But not in the way that, that we've, or I have learned in the past, like we don't have to do the law. That We're not under the judgment of the law. You know, we're not going to, all of a sudden, everyone's going to stand up if someone did something and stone them, right? I don't think so. Not only that, we would desire a brother. Paul says, if a brother sins, go to him in humility and bring him back with humility, with mercy. So that's what it means not to be under the law. And that's what I read. And now I understand even more with this Torah portion, which me and my wife read Sunday. And then we read, I read again this morning. And I've just thought about that. That are we fully persuaded in what Yeshua, the Messiah, has done on the cross and a question to really answer that is that when you think of someone that's done something horribly, horribly wrong to you, do you think of mercy towards that person? Do you think of like, I want to forgive that person, even if you don't have the power to do that? Are you praying? Are you seeking God to give you that power to forgive them? And. I just really, I really, that's really what I'm thinking of right now. It's just Abraham. He just, he's just fully persuaded and he's our testimony, a testimony to us to be fully persuaded, which Yeshua did and what we are commanded to do to others, even our enemy. I don't know if that's five minutes, but I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, um, there's so much more I could talk about, um, I'll just leave with this, that, you know, lech lecha, it says, pick yourself up and go, which Abraham did. But in reality, it's God that really picked him up. You know, that he believed in God and his promise. And he was able, he was so persuaded in the promise of God that he was able to do the circumcision and to all his, as a a seal, as a token of what God had promised him. So it's really, is circumcision that saves you? Absolutely not. But it it was a sign of what what he had promised him, saying, you know, this is this is me showing that I'm fully devoted to you. So that's the same thing with I would I would even consider with baptism or even circumcision now, like are we fully persuaded that the Messiah has made a way for us without any work that we do, and that not only that we're able to have mercy no matter what someone might owe us. Or what we might deserve from them. Are we fully persuaded to do that as well? To give them mercy just as the Messiah has given us mercy. Because I don't know about you. But there's a lot of things I've read in the law. That if I was to go back and want to be under the law. I'd be dead. Like I wouldn't be standing here. Yeshua. So. I'm going to end with that. I mean. You know Yeshua is awesome. And um. I just pray that everyone's fully persuaded in his mercy and able to do the same to others and not desire for others to be under the judgment of the law, but desire them to have mercy just as you've received mercy so that they can do the righteousness of the law by being fully persuaded in what Yeshua has done. Amen.
1: That was an F from style, right? (laughs) Shabbat shalom, y'all. All All right, thank you for being here. We got some housekeeping to do. There's a lot of people that I I know that weren't a part of our group before we became HFF. By the way, DFW, pretty cool, huh? Amen. All right, so there's a lot of people, a lot of you are in here, first look, right? Checking it out like a car, right? We won't see you for the next seven months. (laughs) I want you to stand if you're just coming here to visit. You don't normally attend this place, this location. Could you stand? We just want to acknowledge you. We want to just give you some love. Amen. Let's give them some love, y'all. I think they outnumber us. All right. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. And that also includes the pastors, the leaders of Norman. Okay. So if you normally attend this place, by the way, all the people who don't attend here got here at 20 minutes to three and then uh, other people who normally attend showed up at 10 minutes after three (laughs) looking for your chair. If you you normally attend here on a semi-regular basis, could you stand? We just want to acknowledge you. Amen? (laughs) Now look, I want you guys to look around. You guys greatly outnumber us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Now, this has happened before. This has happened before. This has happened before. A few weeks ago, we were meeting, and there were a small number of the normal attendees here. A small number. And then, so, I don't know why I was led, but I asked, I said, well, can you stand up if you're visiting? And then the whole room, it was about a hundred and something people, Right, Yolanda? and Where's Yolanda? So, okay, so it was 100-something people, right? And there, out of that people, there were about 15 normal attendees. And we've been going through a storm over the last few months, and it's a refining storm. How many of you know if you're not dead, that God is still working? He wants to work on you, right? So I, I can testify to that. I can testify to that. That was certainly true here for us. So, um... I would have lost hope in ministry or hope in a long time ago. This is my 17th year of shepherding. Uh, I don't say it to brag. It's sort of like boot camp. You don't do it alone either. You do it with partners. So a good part of that time, I've been very close friends with the guy, the tall guy in the back of the room, Chris Frankie. And um, the Lord sent him into my life like a lightning rod and then like a thunderstorm. And then, like a cumulus cloud. And we have had a great relationship, great friendship. He, pro- he provides a good counterbalance, great counsel. He is a man of integrity, family guy. Love you, Chris. Thank you for what you see the anointing that you see in us, not just me, our family, our children, and for believing in us because of Chris's heart for the Lord. We have HFFDFW. Amen. So, thank you, Chris. That was the golf clap. <laughs> get the right partner. Say, get the right partner. I don't know if you know, but Ezekiel's his heart is so strong for the Messiah. And I, I love seeing believers who love the Messiah. Believers that love the Torah, who also love the Messiah. Amen? I, I mean, I'll say again. Believers who love the Torah, who also love Messiah. Isn't that good? Yeah. That's really good. That's really... so. Because what separates us from the Jews who traditionally don't believe in Jesus as the Messiah and the Christians who don't believe in the Torah is Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. There's this group of people who believe in Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, and they also believe in the commandments. Those are the people who are in this room right now. Those are the people who got, that's the redeemed. Those are the bride that he's coming back for. You, me, and we're getting perfected and be, we're being changed and transformed but I think sometimes we have problems with partnership. So that's why I wanted to talk to you today about get the right partner. So we have to ask the question, what is a partner? What is that? Here's the noun, what is a partner? It starts, it says, business partner. I want you to pay attention to the stuff that can be considered not necessarily secular. So we'll, we'll blot out the secular stuff. Y'all know all about that. Colleague, associate. I'm gonna read the words that, that we can track in scripture. Colleague, associate, coworker, fellow worker, collaborator, comrade, teammate. All right. These are, the, these are some of the key first level stuff. Well, what we're talking about is you and someone else. You and someone else. You need the right partner. You need the right partner. And sometimes we go into partnership, we think about just on the earthly level. But we're not going to just talk about partnership at this level. Some of you, I'm just going to stop and say this. Some of you, most of your problem is, and I can tell you this is true somewhat of me as well, we don't know how to pick friends. You won't say amen to that because you're mad that you picked some of your friends. (laughs) We don't know how to pick them. And I believe, like, you don't get to pick your relatives, but you do get to pick your friends. And oftentimes, we pick the wrong u plus. Some of y'all, and I know this is like, this will be hard to swallow. Some of y'all picked the wrong marriage partner, right? So there's this verse, my, my daughter just got married. The guy you just heard talk, that's my son-in-law. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> He's a real suave dude. I love him. Number one thing I love about Esquias is he loves Jesus, and I know that somebody who loves Jesus like that will take care of my daughter. So she got the right partner. Here's what it says in the scripture. You know this, right? But I'm going to just throw this verse out there. A man, a man who finds a wife finds what? And then what? He inherits what? So some, of, some men and women and women don't pray about their partner. Then when they get the guy to looked good, but he wasn't good, they mad. When you get the girl who looks good, but she ain't really that good, you're upset, right? Because that's not the right partner. We need to be always seeking him for what kind of relationship we're gonna be. In fact, every you would agree with this, I hope you would. Every relationship we're in, it should be saturated with the idea of our father, that he ordains it, he's okay with it, and when he shows up and blesses it, that's how we know we get more power there, right? Otherwise, you're just going to get a trial right there. And you don't want the trial all the time. Sometimes you want to be able to enjoy the fruit. Even, I mean, a fruit tree tells us this: four years, fourth year belongs to who? Him, right? So we can see that in the in the uh, the picture of the fruit tree. The other thing you want is in the partnership is you don't want to be the one doing all the work, but sometimes you need some help, don't you? Because I in my Sometimes you need a hand up, and I'm just going to tell you because in my life I've I've received both. Sometimes you need a hand up, and sometimes you do need a handout. I mean, if we tell the truth, right? Sometimes you need a handout. Sometimes you need a handout, not a fist out. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we get a fist out, but we're looking for a handout. And you don't get what you don't give. You reap what you sow, right? So these partnerships should be where we're willing to reach out, and grab somebody. That makes sense? Let me ask you this question then. How do you choose? How do you choose your partner? How do you do that? Is that, is that multiple f- choice? I'd, a- I'd actually add this to this, that sometimes we choose our partner, but we don't choose them based on good stuff. We choose them based on stuff that, we, that happened to us in the past. I'm not going to have anybody like that. I'm not going to be around anybody like that. I mean, you look up there, that's just a small picture of sometimes what happens to us. Sometimes we look and get in the relationships because we 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 choose what we don't want. And then, Isaiah, we go around talking about what we don't want. And guess what you do when you talk about what you don't want all the time? You draw what you don't want to you because that's what you've been speaking on. You get what you speak. I don't want that. I don't want this. I don't want fear. I mean, listen to the logic. Let's walk down the logic logic tree. Will y'all go with me down the logic tree? All right, let's walk down the logic street a little bit. I don't want to be in fear. 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 I don't want to be. You affirm that every day. What happens? You're building up. What do you have to say to not be in fear with that statement? You got to talk about what? You got to talk. No, if you're saying fear, you're talking about what? Fear. That's what you're affirming. See, I want you to walk with me. This is, I want you to do a speech audit. Is this what I, I don't want to, I don't want to be with a partner that fears. I don't want to be with a partner that fears. I don't want to be with people who fear, 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 fear. Some of y'all think we locked the door because we in fear. We ain't in fear because we locked the doors. A dude called. He said he wanted to come here and bring his weapons. We put a guy on the door with a weapon and said, don't be in fear. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Chris, is that right? Or we just let him come on in. (laughs) i mean you have faith right so that's the other thing so we should affirm faith i just picked fear we could do the same thing with money i don't ever have any money i don't ever have any money i don't ever have i don't ever what's gonna happen you won't ever have any money your past then you will magnify and just start talking negatively about it and if it was in your past then you will magnify that but on the converse i heard you guys talk about faith now, we do need to be talking about faith and we do need to be living faith, right? We need to be thinking about faith. Faith. Say, faith. We need to be thinking in our faith, speaking. Now, what's one of the main ways that we can affirm our faith? I like it sometimes when people say, Well, I don't know how to pray. There's a couple of good prayers in here. I'm just saying, you don't have to be fancy, right? Right, Gilbert. There's some prayers in here, and there's some famous guys who pray some pretty powerful prayers in here. And you may not be like Gilbert Vincent, where you can quote seven eighths of them, but you might be able to. If you can read, show me if you can read. Raise your hand. If you think you can read, raise your hand. Come on. <laughs> or if you you could stumble through, and guess what? And also, I'm picking on Gilbert. Right now. He'll tell you there are great Bible guys who read the Bible to you, right? So even if we don't know how to read that well. We can open up the bible and start thinking on the bible and we can speak in faith and we can learn from those who are in the scriptures who have faith and we can start building up and that's going to attract to you more faith some of you and we talked about this last week this is kind of a continuation a little bit of last week's message i know y'all weren't here so you missed it i guess but anyway, we talked about strategic alliances, right? So what's a strategic alliance? Psalm chapter one, being planted by the rivers of water. What, what, what happens to that person? They grow deep, in, they get deep roots in the creator. They get deep roots. That person, when, when storms happen, right? They may lose a branch. They may lose a twig, but the tree doesn't come uprooted. It's planted by the what? Rivers of water. And so it's going to bear fruit, it's going to be fruitful, and you're going to be blessed. Well, what about that partnership? I mean, we want to talk about strategic partnerships. The tree, tree is a parable for man. That tree's got a partnership with the what? With the, with the water. And that's causing it to be able to flourish, right? So what happens when there's no water? tree can't grow as it could grow but not it has to look a little harder for the the root system has to work a little harder and it works so hard to find that water that it can't grow tall and strong pray about your partnerships don't pray about your past stop i'm gonna this will be a nugget that you drove out you may have not even known that you drove here today for this nugget but i'm gonna give it to you anyway stop trying to construct your own partnerships there's only one partnership, and we're about to talk about it, that you need. And when you get that one, that one will fuel all the others. That one will fuel all the others. I think sometimes we get where we start thinking, oh, and here's another free nugget I want to share with you real quick here also. If you base that partnership on the past, 100%, you will have 100% of that in your future. Just something to think about. So we're gonna finish this talk today and rethink our partnerships. Let's get some, let's get some, because right now, I mean, some of our, some some of you, if I asked you, and I asked myself this, what do you wanna do? What do you wanna do? What's your year plan? What's your two year? You talk to Chris Frankie for five minutes. You will learn that there has to be a one year plan, a five year plan. It should be prayed about. You should look at it. Other people should look at it. You should be praying about it. It should be something you're doing, not just wake up and just kind of by accident float around and we can set the plan up and, and ask our creator to do what? He can order the steps. Right. And he could change the whole plan. But don't you just walk around with no plan? Because you're planning to fail. So what we're going to do is instead of looking around, trying to figure it out, we're going to get plugged in and we're going to redo. We're going to redo what our partnership structure is. So number one, I'm going to tell you, if you based it on the past, if you based your partnership on on situations, on circumstances, good or bad, I'm going to tell you the foundation for every partnership is choose the Lord. Say this, I choose the Lord. If you're Hebrew, you know that's Shema Israel, hero Israel. If, if, you, if you were a part of one of those particular movements, a lot of times in some of those Jewish movements, they say, take out the Shema Israel and put in your name. In other words, you're telling yourself, listen, listen Eddie. My name is Eddie. My legal name is Eddie. Listen, here, I'm going to choose the Lord. Base everything on that. Base, base your whole focus on him. In fact, it says in Proverbs 3, 6, In all thy ways, do what? Acknowledge him, and he will. Y'all know that verse, don't you? In some of your ways, acknowledge him. When you want to acknowledge him, violate the partnership when you want to. I want him all the time. In fact, if I knew what he brings, if I knew the power of our creator and what he really brings, why would I forsake the partnership ever? Right. I mean, when I think about it, and this is why fellowships are so important. This is why who you hang around is so important, because if I think about the goodness of Yeshua and all he's done for me, the old folks say my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Somebody got some thank you in you right now. I I know y'all didn't do that like that at your assembly, but you got thank you in you right now. A big thank you. Come on, say thank you for the partnership. I'm going to utilize acknowledging you. Think about it this way all right come back to me clear your mind out if you were letting your mind wander think about it this way you have access to the most powerful one ever who created all things through messiah you have access to god lord god almighty yod you have a direct access to him and he desires so much to partner with you that he gave you access to himself And you, I don't... See, I know, Chris, they're filming, so... They kind of got me where I can't like move around. You know, you know I'm really, I really want to move around. But think about this, right? You have a problem and instead of you utilizing the resource called yud Hey vav Hey, instead of you utilizing everything that he's provided for you, you choose your past. You choose to do it on your own. You choose a friend. You, uh, you choose Chris. You, you, you choose Jennifer. You choose Byron, but you don't choose the one who could fix the problem. And then you needed some help, but when you went to the church, you decided Facebook was more important, so I'm going to update that real quick. And the preacher was actually preaching, and it was confirming what you probably should have read that morning, but you woke up late and hit the snooze, so you decided you were too busy to read that morning. I know I'm on your street, because it's quiet. I know I'm all up. I'm like that little, US. by the way, this will be definitely something else on the side. What, when did the U.S. mail trucks turn into like minivans only and stuff? I don't know if they do it in Oklahoma. Anyway, I guess they're outsourcing now. You woke up, hit the snooze because you woke up late because you stayed up late watching something that didn't have anything to do with how you're going to help yourself then you woke up, hit the snooze, didn't read, got to church, you were distracted, you act like you didn't even want to come to church, then, I, I'm just going to chalk to church folks Eric now, then it was too cold in the church, and the music was too loud, that never happens. <laughs> and the greeter didn't greet you, and somebody didn't speak to you, I'm mad now. What's going on on Facebook? Chatterface, Twitter bot. Oh, oh! The government is going to overthrow and martial law. It's happening now. I'm being facetious. I'm, I know some of y'all are a little uptight about this stuff, but I, the man said he ain't afraid to die because he can be with the Lord. Are y'all with him? Some of y'all ain't with him. We're going to keep on preaching Yeshua because that's the faith that that young man had when he came up here. We get distracted by all of that. Now you can see as I was role playing how one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing. And then somebody in your prayer group comes up with the simple verse. They don't go all deep Torah stuff. They come up with Proverbs 3 and you're like, why is he coming with that? I know that verse. I've known it since my youth. I knew it before I knew the Torah. I knew it when I was in Sunday school. I got to Sunday school first. I passed all the Sunday school class. I'm a Sunday school aficionado. Why is he coming to me with that verse? Well, because of the mercies of the Lord. And because when the Lord makes a partnership, aka covenant with his people, he keeps his part of the covenant. And even though the Lord, you know, you hit your snooze. And even though the Lord knows you stayed up late watching whatever you were watching, And that you overslept and hit the snooze and and went to church and didn't pay attention. And even though his mercies still endure, he's still pursuing you, even though all that was bad. And he turned and he said, I'm going to tell Brother Tommy to read Proverbs chapter three to remind him that I'm still his advocate. I'm still his partner. I still love him. I still got his back. And then Brother Tommy reads Proverbs three. And we sometimes don't even listen. <laughs> and we have access to the Creator, the King of the universe. Amen. No. Non, does he stop? The scripture says he neither slumbers. And instead of us calling him, we've gotten so distracted. And ye shall seek me. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, and come on, let's read it together. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with what? Here's that all again. With what? With some of your heart? I know people hate when I do that, but I do it on purpose. We got to get you engaged. Maybe that last all will be the one to get you thinking about your past and actually start focusing on the Lord. He said, you shall find him when you seek him with what? All your heart. Why is it then when we fail, we blame it on the Lord when we don't give our full effort? Does the Lord always give his full effort? I'm going to ask again because some of y'all are being convicted right now. And so does the Lord always give his full effort? Always. So if the Lord always gives his full effort. Then that only leaves one other party. <laughs> Us. Right? So why are we blame it on another man? Some of y'all went there. Well, no. No, it was Susie. See, I-, I know, Lord, you're faithful, but Susie, she is a trip. Lord, you don't have to live with Susie. I got to live with Susie. And she doesn't clean up it's an abomination it is but unfortunately Susie didn't die on the cross for you Yeshua died and raised up on the third day so why are we gonna put all that blame and all of that responsibility and all that stuff on Susie by the way Susie is fictitious Here's a disclosure. You can fill in whatever name you want. I won't fill in any more names because I already feel it getting tight in here. And I don't like tight. Stay loose. He's got us guys, ladies. Do you believe that? So we know the recipe. Gotta keep the right partner and focused. He's our partner. And he's got us. He's got us when we don't have ourselves. Here's another scripture. Y'all, we're going to do this one. I shouldn't even put this up. I'm going to do this in a Bible quiz. I know they're streaming, but they don't get to enjoy this part. I'm going to, I'm not going to even put it up on the screen yet. I'm just going to tell you the scripture. And I know Caleb, you know, verse, (laughs) bring it on and um let me see how i do this okay i'll do the verse matthew said don't be looking look give me that verse already i got my scripture try it without your scriptures first try it without your scriptures matthew 7 7 okay open up your scriptures okay that was too long that was awkward that was awkward all right matthew 7 7 (laughs) oh man let's do it together all right you got your scripture I just wanted to see if you would actually turn there and then I put it on the screen. (laughs) Here, let's read it together. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek. Knock. (laughs) Access. Access, right? What is he talking about here? What problems do we have that we're not taking to him? Either we're not taking it to him Something's wrong on our end. We don't believe something's going on over here with us, all of us, myself included. When we get jammed or stopped or, you know, a transgression happens or an indignation happens or anger happens, something happens. Why don't we turn here? Right now, I'm studying and changing my vocation. And it's an uphill climb. And I thought, like, every time I get to the top of one of these mountains, there's another tremendous amount of information, stuff. And you know what I've learned? I've learned it's good to pray when you... Sometimes I spend time in my office just on my knees reading the comprehensive materials. How many of you, you'll just knock on the door you keep seeking. So what happens sometimes is we seek, but we don't keep seeking. Because it's not instant. We live in an instant society, right? Oh, I guess they're not going to answer the door. If you keep knocking, maybe it's because you need to develop some spiritual perseverance with the Lord. i say again, Rose, because they didn't hear. Keep knocking so that you can grow. Sometimes we stop knocking because, oh, we only can trust six knocks in a row. We won't knock. We won't, we won't keep asking. Our pride won't let us. We won't keep working. And you know how I know that's the truth? We're struggling in here right now. Come up and talk. I just watch, right, room. I, I'm a shepherd, you know, so I kind of watch. I don't just come up and talk. I just watch, pray, so we know what to pray. And I'm just watching the room go like this. Because it's, it's something for us as human beings, we don't want to keep on knocking. Keep on asking. Keep, do we believe or not? So that's a failure on his end or ours. You stop knocking, did he tell you to stop knocking? Wait a minute, I'm going to ask again. Because I think y'all answered it, but I don't know if they answered it, and I definitely don't know if you guys did. So I got to ask it again, because, well, maybe I'm, I hope not, I'm not claiming this, but I hope I'm not, my hearing is not failing me. Did he tell us to stop knocking? Did he tell us to stop asking, why do we then? Why do we? Keep on knocking. I'm going to tell you the release in the room right now is some of you've stopped knocking. Knocking, stopped trusting, asking, I don't trust. You put, where do we for the knocking? I don't trust anymore, so I'm not going. Where do we go where we don't trust? Last time Chris Frankie was in this pulpit, he talked about in and out burger. I never knew In-N-Out Burger would make it into a sermon series, I right? Pretty good stuff. I, I'm going to join your church, bro. I really love that message. Oh, I did join. Oh, In-N-Out Burger. He likes In-N-Out Burger. It's one of their stops. They like to eat it occasionally. They trust it. So they keep going. You go where you trust. I know I'm reaching you even though you're trying to quiet. You go where you trust. You don't go where you don't trust. Some of you this week, and I know this, and I'm speaking this by faith. It's not negative. You won't be back here next week. Cause you don't tr- It'll be something about this that you don't trust. You'll say, I didn't trust this. and then you, Okay, I'm out. I'm not saying whether you ask the Lord that's immaterial. I'm not emotional about that. You know, everybody has a place. We all have to find out what that place is. We're okay. As long as you are. Amen. But whoever's supposed to be here. Now you need to get your hiney part in here if you're supposed to, but if you're not supposed to be here, don't be here. But did you ask, did you ask him if he says yes? And then you don't go. How is that a blessing? Oh, I went, but they were mean. Maybe you needed mean. Have you been mean? So if you've been mean, don't unplug now when somebody else is mean to you. And then you say, well, they were mean in the church. Do you know sometimes people come to church for a healing? Do you know it's a spiritual hospital, right, Chris? So you come here to be healed. How do you not know that that person not needing a hug, not a condemnation? So if two people are doing that and nobody's checking out with the Lord, we're in trouble. And then they leave and say, well, that was my choice. I did not. I didn't ask. Nobody talked to me. Now, should we talk to people and be fellowshipping them? Yes. That's, the body should be doing that. Amen. I'm telling you, wherever you go, you should be doing that. All right, let's do the second part. We'll get, get out of these points. Say this, ask him. He'll send others. The number one that he sends, that God sends, is the Holy Spirit. It says, and let's read this together. This is John 14, 15 through 18. Let's read it. Let's do a little Bible study together. Let's just have a little Bible reading time together. It says, come on, let's read it together. If ye love me, keep my, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the, whom the, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but for he, and I will, I will, you just need to shout on credit even if you don't believe any of that right there. Those are some major promises. If God's people are in this place, just on credit, even if you don't believe this, you need to just make a big hallelujah to the creator right now. (laughs) I mean, these are some, hallelujah, these are some major promises. Major, say major. These are major promises. He's sending help. I mean, you need to just touch your neighbor and say, we got help. This is the lovers of God who keep his commandments, I'm paraphrasing it. Who's going to intercede and pray to the Father for you? Yeshua. And he's going to give you what? Comforter. You get help. What kind of situation are we in that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob can't fix? And on top of that, he's provided comfort for us did you see that what it says right there comforter capital c comforter i'm providing comfort help for you that it might abide with you when you're strong isn't that what it says forever i'm checking to see if you're still with me it says forever how long is forever So so we're plugged into a powerful covenant-keeping creator who's given us his promises, and the partnership comes equipped with comfort for you and support called the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. Is that good or is that good? And guess what? The world can't receive this programming. So don't even try to relate to the world. Don't talk to the world about the Holy Spirit, right? They can't receive. But you can because he dwelleth where? And he's not going to leave you what? That's a promise I pray. I'm going to run out of time here. I pray, though, that you hold on to that promise. Can you do that? Let's look at this, uh, Acts 2. Praising God and having favor with the people, the Lord added to the church daily. What is that talking about? Him bringing you help. What happens? We pray, we get the power of the Holy Spirit. Then what he does is he adds to his congregation like he did in Acts. Do you believe that that can happen here today? I mean, if we believe that, then we got to recognize that that's not going to be a work of our flesh. That's going to be a work of the creator. Amen. If that, if, if, if he's going to add to us and he gives us the comfort, he gives us the covenant. We're looking to him. We're knocking. We're speaking his, his operation, his partner. We're joining his partnership. We're joining his covenant. Shouldn't we let him concern himself with how he builds the congregation? I've never recruited one person in 20-something years I've been talking. Not one. Not you need to come to... I've never, oh, you should come to this thing. I'm trying to get as many nickels. Come on over here. We got some more chairs. Don't you want your name on the back? We've never done it. Have any... Crystal, any of... I have not done it. We have not recruited. I don't believe that's my job. My job is as I am able to bring his word according to his power that worketh in me. That's my job. My job's not to go recruit people into the church. Not my job. You'll get in trouble not doing your job. That's somebody else's job. Holy Spirit. Yah Elohim adding to his community are some people evangelists yes come on i'm going to help you yes they are his agents to go out and bring people in for discipleship this place as well as every other messianic assembly i think we got it wrong byron i'm going to make this side comment i think we think this is a place like a movie theater where we come and we're going to enjoy the word and then we make judgments based on if it's good or not, if it's hot, if it's too cold, if the worship was good, the message was off. Oh, that was a great message. Hopefully next week he'll bring it again. Ba, 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 ba. You'll like this, Chris. Warrenburg theaters. Dun, dun, dun. That's the old school. That's when I used to go to the movies. Popcorn. He said, "You. See, we only thing we need to do is then in those churches bring popcorn." because we're looking for a, a show. This is a hospital. This is a place where people are supposed to be healed, set free, and delivered. This is a place that we got people fellowship, equip, and then we go out into the world so his people out there are saved. Yeah! I, I know, I'm on, I'm on some of y'all, I know some of y'all are upset. Well, I drove over here because I wanted to see Chris Frankie. I thought he was preaching. And, um, um, Ephraim's not talking. No, that'll be November 3rd. You can come back then. Bring your popcorn. This place is a place for equipping the saints. Say equip. Then wherever it is, I don't care if it's a Messianic Assembly Sunday. I'm not arguing the doctrine right now. I'm saying the function is not to come here and get spiritually obese. Man, that word was great. <laughs> And you look like Miss Doubtfire or you look like Fat Albert spiritually. You can't even fit in your car spiritually. You're so juicy. I got all this Torah. I can't wait to get to the gas station attendant and give it to him. The gas station attendant may not need Torah. They may need you to pray for them. Right? They may not need a Torah nugget. Y'all get the understanding where I'm coming from with this? It makes sense. All right, I'm going to close here. Partnership, say benefits. We already talked about some of them, but here's some more. Yeshua replied, if anyone loves me, come on, let's read together. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him. And we, man, your partnership is equipped with the father and the son. They said they want to come hang out with you if you love him. You have room enough to receive the father and the son in your house? I'm in my heart, in my house. I want, I want the father and the son to know that they're always welcome in my heart, in my house. Amen? That's what I, and that's benefits. See, that'll change how you have people over to your house. If the father and the son are welcome over there, then you won't be letting cousin so-and-so come over. <laughs> Because you know what cousin so-and-so does. And you know what they like to do. They can't come over here. Because I'm in partnership with the creator. and You just have to make a stand for that. Is that too strong? We need to stand for the Lord. If his partnership, his covenant, is, I'm saying partnership, I'm intermingling at work with covenant. If it's strong with us. We'll know who we're hanging out with, and you just won't hang out with crooked people. Here's another one. Joshua 1, 1 5. It says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, what do he say? I will also be with thee. I will... Okay, you guys watch how I was with Moses. Guess what? I'm going to be that same way with you, Joshua. I got you. You may have some doubts. You may have some concerns. You're the next generation. I know this leadership. I know this mantle is difficult. It's high calling. It's tough. It's strong. But guess what? I got you. And just like I had Moses, I got you. Some of y'all really, and I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to make this succinct and brief. Some of y'all think the Lord will bless others, but He won't bless you, or He won't bless you like He blessed others. I'm going to tell you, our God has no respect for persons. You just keep knocking. If I had to tell you one thing, I had to go to my chair right now. I say, don't stop asking. He's faithful. The lack of faith shows up on our side, not on His. Just keep going. Be faithful. Here's another one. We'll close here for the Lord. Your God is a what merciful God. He will not abandon you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers, which he swore to them by. oath. that's that's some powerful stuff, some powerful stuff. I was going to uh, I'm going to go to my chair. I'd really thank you guys for being here today. I can't even express how much before I close with this one last verse um, and we bring the elder up to bless. We did prepare food for you. I say we are this Tex-Mex. They've gone through a lot of trouble to put together this Tex-Mex themed Oneg next door. Tex-Mex. You like that? So if you went home that without eating or chose to break the Sabbath by going to Taco Bell, and next door there's, there's a lot of beautiful food over there and people who've given their heart And somebody in particular who is in trouble because they're not in the room right now. We'll deal with that later. But there's a lot of food next door, guys. All right. I'm going to close with this scripture. It says, and they went on their way. They came into a certain water. the eunuch said, see, here's water. What doth hinder me? be baptized. And I was going to read Acts Acts 8 and start around 27. We're going to be out of time for that. So that's a good reading assignment. The reason why is because Even a eunuch who was a guard from Ethiopia knew that he could get access, right? He wasn't even a part of the commonwealth of Israel, guys. But guess what? What doth hinder me? He didn't allow a situation or circumstance to stop him. Peter, what does hinder me from being baptized? Let's do this now. There's water right there. What doth hinder me? And he went. Some of you are allowing your circumstances to stop you from spending time with the Lord. I want to have a time of prayer here before I go to my chair. I pray you've been blessed, guys. It's an honor always. Anytime I get to be on a microphone, talk to people, I'm blessed to do it. I'm only looking forward to what he's doing in the future here at HFFDFW. I want to continue to grow. and that's We've grown through these difficult circumstances of formulating HFFDFW. But I'm going to tell you, we ain't through growing. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to be perfected in his ways. He's the covenant keeping God. And as long as we keep knocking, as long as we keep seeking, as long as we keep asking, he's going to always be faithful to do what he, he'll do over and above what we can ask or think, right? So will you pray with me? Are you okay for prayer right now? All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Gracious God, our eternal father, creator, sustainer, Lover of our souls. Oh, how we thank you, bless you right now. Thank you that we get to spend this time together, this Sabbath, to just pray. Thank you, Father, for those who are able to plug in here. All the great friends who've come out. Some folks we haven't seen in a while. Some folks we see every week. And then those folks, Lord, that are on the Internet checking this out. Lord, we just thank you for those who are faithful out there just Seeking you, seeking your ways. Lord, we just pray, Father, you forgive us. We don't knock along enough. We don't ask long. We just fizzle out, lose faith, lose hope. And we just ask you, Father, in Yeshua's name for the strength and the power of your spirit to to remain faithful. You are faithful. We want to be faithful. We want to be faithful to you more so more every day. Give us the strength to do so. Bless our families, Lord, every family who's represented here, every family who's represented abroad. May they all be blessed to the glory and honor of your name. B'Shem Yeshua Messiah. Hallelujah. Amen. Appreciate it.
2: On last week, I made a statement as to the point that If we have Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Ruach HaKadosh That's all we need It's a fixed fight. We will win if we don't quit. As we bring our Shabbat service to a close, to our visitors and new friends, we here at DFW HFF appreciate your worshiping with us, and our prayer here is that you will come again and worship with us. We also hope that something will stand again with us. As the pastor alluded to, we have Oneg next door, and we will partic- We would appreciate it if you would participate with us. I will bless the bread, the food, and the juice, or drink, and dismiss you with the ironic blessing. First, the juice. Baruch atah Yahweh, Eloheinu melech ha Bore pre Hagafin. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who create the fruit of the vine. And now the bread. Barukhato Yahweh Eloheinu Melech Haalam Hamote Lekhem Men Haares. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who bring forth bread from the earth. Father God in heaven, Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we being created in your image, that makes us your children as well. Then that makes you our father as well. We thank you now, Father, for the food that is prepared next door for your the nourishment of our bodies. We thank you, Father, for those individuals who prepared it, and thank you, Father, for those individuals who will serve. We ask now, Father, that you guide us in all our endeavors and efforts that we accomplish the goals and tasks. That you have ordained and assigned for us to do and complete this day, in Yeshua's name. The ironic blessing: Yavereka Yahweh, vayishmareka; Yair Yahweh panamaleka vihu neka; Yahweh panamaleka viasem laka shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance unto you and give you peace. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shavua Tov. Have a blessed week.
1: you speak a hundred billion families disappear we lost your